0: Welcome to On Texas Football, special Sunday edition. I've got Jerry Hamilton with me today. Uh, We've been previewing uh, each individual position as we go through it uh, this uh, spring, right before spring practice starts. Uh, Next week, actually, Uh, a week from uh, tomorrow, I guess, would be uh, the first practice uh, in March. Uh, And we're going to talk about the offensive line today, uh, Jerry and I. Uh, Jerry, it's an interesting situation. Uh, The Longhorns return every single starter on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a rarity, and every single starter that wasn't hurt last year. So nobody was in a position to lose their starting position during the season. Now this spring, a couple of guys are out, uh, and that kind of changes the dynamic. But it's rare you bring back all five starters, and all five starters played every game the season before.
0: Yeah, let's just line it out for folks, because what we've done is we've kind of followed this this, uh, program of talking about the guys that are coming in, the guys that are leaving this spring, and then we've gone through the depth chart to really try to give our opinion of where we see things and how we see things fitting prior to spring practice. So incoming uh, for the Longhorns, you have Jaden Chapman uh, out of uh, the clean area, uh, Connor Stroh out of Frisco, uh, Peyton Kirkland out of Orlando, and Andre Kojo. On Friday, I mentioned that I'm hearing that both Jaden Chapman and Connor Stroh are doing really well. What have you heard of that group as a whole at this point, Jerry?
1: Yeah, Connor Stroh's just one of the strongest players on the program already. And anybody that followed him, that doesn't come as a surprise. He was a really talented power lifter. Uh, he's a guy who's a massive, large human being. You're talking 6'7", 355, uh, on his way down weight-wise. Uh, Chapman's the – you know you add in Trevor Gooseby who's coming in in June, obviously – Chapman's probably the best athlete of the bunch uh, of the five uh, that Texas signed in this class. I mean, Gooseby's a close second to him. Uh, so that Chapman would be looking really good in athletic moving drills in the weight room. That does not come as a surprise because he that guy's really gifted. Uh, so him him standing out early is not a surprise. And obviously, of all those four guys that are early enrollees, he's the only three hundred pounder. He's the only guy that didn't have. Some body reshaping to do a little bit. You know, Stro, Kirkland, uh, Kojo, they're all in that 350, 355 range. Kirkland said he was down to 345, but uh, so Chapman has the less work to do physically.
0: Got it. Uh he still has some, he has to grow into his body, whereas the other guns need to slim down their, yeah. their their body. All right. Um, what about Peyton Kirkland? I know you
1: you were high on him coming out. What have you heard about him? Yeah, you know, I heard he came in and, and, and was doing all the right things, was really positive, uh, taken to the workload these guys had. Uh, because coming from Florida, um, you know, not nothing against Florida high school football. It's arguably the most talented state, but they don't have the athletic periods year-round. They don't have that same workload that the kids in Texas and Georgia have. So especially those offensive linemen, sometimes that is a real shock to their system when they go to Power 5 football and walk into a strength and conditioning program but he was doing everything asked and they uh and the Texas staff was very happy with his attitude towards the work.
0: That's good. That's good. So the the top 4, you know, that, that's interesting. Um what's interesting to me are the guys that are leaving. Um Junior Angalau, uh Andre Kerrich, and Logan Parr. Now Logan Parr was possibly a backup center guard. Uh we don't know necessarily think he would have taken over for Jake Majors, had Majors uh, gotten center, uh, gotten hurt. Uh, but really I, I, I will say this, Andre carriage was the sixth offensive lineman last year. So he's the one of this group that played the most snaps that is, that is leaving. And he's headed to Tennessee and is going to Oregon. Uh, I feel like with Carrick moving on, they lose some adult depth. Does that make sense? A lot experience of them, yeah. depth because the guys behind them, the the second string right now, they're completely only going to be red shirt sophomores or maybe a couple of true sophomores, red shirt right. freshmen, true right. sophomores. Um, so they lose that age and that experience level. They're they're all raw and 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 un, unused. So what, what do you think about losing the import the impact of losing both Engelau
1: and carriage, I think, from a experience standpoint? Yeah, I think Engelau's tough because he didn't play last year. Um, and obviously, pass protection wasn't his strength. So I'm not sure he was a great fit with what Texas was doing. Um, I think he might have pushed Majors for, at center if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, so I'm not sure. Um, Texas is very high on Connor Robertson. Obviously, he's out this spring, but they're very high on him. He was, like you said, he was actually the backup center if a major injury had happened to uh, Jake Majors last year. Um, You know, Carrick is, I agree with you. That's a loss just from an experience standpoint. So now in that uh, jumbo tied in formation, when they go to that, that's going to be somebody who hasn't done it before. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Um, and so is that a Neto? Is that Malik Agbo? I mean, where do they go with that? I don't think they'll Do they, that. Do they even think. have it anymore?
0: Do yeah, they well, have
1: that, it? I, I'm not sure they'll use that much at all this next year. I, I They got wide receiver rooms healthier tight ends are more experienced and your running backs are less experienced, which might mean you don't use that as much.
0: Got it. Um, You know, I'm looking at it and then let's go ahead and move on and talk about the returning starters now. Uh, Left, left to right, left tackle, Kelvin Banks, left guard, Hayden Connor, center, Jake Majors. Uh, That Banks would be a true sophomore. Hayden Connor would be either a red shirt sophomore or a true junior. Jake Majors, a true senior Uh, Cole Hudson at right guard will be out this spring because of injury. Uh, And then Christian Jones, the right tackle. Uh, And I say Hudson's got an injury, but he's actually just rehabbing from an injury. Right. Christian Jones, a little bit of a surprise return uh, for him. That's setting the top group. The only two I don't see potentially moving positions or getting flip-flopped around, almost 100% sure of that. Is Kelvin Banks at left tackle and Jake Majors at center? I think everybody else could be moving, you know, whether it's from left to right guard, uh, right left guard to right tackle as a backup. They could be seeing some interplay, right? I mean, as far as how they're going to be positioned.
1: Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. I think Cole Hudson was going to push at left guard, work at left guard, be the left guard if he had, if he wasn't rehabbing the spring and DJ Campbell we'll see what happens with him, was going to take over right guard. Uh, I think that's where things were headed this spring. I think Cam Williams will kind of hold the the cards of what Christian Jones, could Christian Jones get a look at a guard position? Maybe, you know, that's your NFL future, uh, but that would mean Cam Williams as, as a pass protector is ready to go over a guy who's played it. Whether Christian Jones is a great pass protector or not, he's still got three years experience now. So Cam Williams would have to take a big step to push Christian Jones into a guard position where you could line possibly line him and Kelvin banks up together, and have really something on the left side in the run game.
0: I, I was going to tell you the permutations that you could get run through uh, for uh, the offensive line are just pretty impressive. Um, I'm looking at top five and then you have a guy like DJ Campbell, who we don't, we don't know exactly the extent or what the injury is at this point. Uh, we're waiting on some stuff, but uh, uh, to find out, but, you know, if he's going to be in or out this spring, that could that could uh, delay his development. Connor Robertson is out for spring; he's rehabbing, uh, similar to Cole Hudson. Uh, then you have three guys. You mentioned Cam Williams already, but two other guys you I know you and I like uh, Neto Umiozulu and Malik Ogbo. Those two um, on the left side right now is back in backup roles, but they could also
1: move to the right side as well. Look. Somebody's going to take advantage of Cole Hudson being out and potentially possibly DJ Campbell being out. I look at Neto and saying he's going to have a big jump this spring because you got to remember Cole Hudson was the only early enrollee of the 2022 group, opposite of this 2023 group. So this is the first spring practice for these guys. This is when they make that big jump from year one to year two. Uh, I expect Neto to really take advantage of an opportunity. Is that going to be at left guard? Right guard, backup left tackle. I don't know. He's going to be somewhere in that starting group if, if multiple injuries uh, or if DJ Campbell's out for any period of time or the whole spring, which we don't know yet. Neto's going to get a ton of reps. I expect him to take it and run with it. He's too much of a devastating guy in the run game. Let me ask you this Who, Who's the backup center? That's Robertson
0: out. I mean, Neto hasn't Cole played out. Cole Hudson's out. That's yeah, Cole Hudson's out. out. So who's yep. your backup center there? Do you, I mean, is DJ Campbell a possible center prospect? I mean, but if if he's injured, I, I don't see Ogbo, Neto, or Cam Williams ever playing center. Do yeah. you?
1: No, I do not. I, I do not. I definitely not Cam. No, Malik, I, I just don't see that. Ogbo's quick enough. He's got the feet to do it. And I mean, yeah. But they got they got to have somebody there unless it goes to walk on or unless it goes to a Max Merrill, somebody who's there or a. You know, or do we know? Is Sawyer, Gorm, Welch staying? Is he going to be on defensive line or offensive line?
0: I'm He's not supposed sure. to stay
1: on offense as of now, I believe. That so, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a look there. All right, got it. And then because
0: I was also looking at the incoming guys, none of those project to center. Andre okay. Kojo, Jaden Chapman,
1: Kurt, uh, Connor Straw, Peyton Kirkland. You don't see any of those guys as potential center prospects, do you? I, I do not. I'd be surprised. I mean, Stroh, absolutely not. Chapman, I don't see that. I think he's a right tackle. Uh Kojo guard, Kirkland guard. Yeah, I don't see that at all.
0: So it sounds to, to you and I, it looks like center is a position where you kind of put up your hands and say after Jake Majors, what happens? Right. No um, doubt. You know, they they it looks like that if there is a weak spot in this offensive line. Which you
1: was Bobby. You know- Which you know where that really impacts, and we're talking offensive line, but that impacts Malik Murphy and Arch Manning as the backup quarterbacks in spring practices, who that potentially impacts more than the offensive line.
0: I agree. I I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel Texas fans should feel ecstatic. Uh, and, oh. And, you know, you look back where this offensive line has been over the last decade, and it's been uh, – there have been some good players here and there. Don't get me wrong. They're, they really have. Trey Hopkins is – had a nice career in the NFL, Connor Williams, Sam Cosby. Uh, There's been some guys, Do- Donald Hawkins picked up a check. I mean, there's been some guys that have come and, and been okay in the, the NFL, but they've never been good one through five on the offensive line. They right now have the capacity, in my opinion, to be good one through eight on the offensive line.
1: You, of would you agree
0: that – would you agree – that's where this offensive
1: line is. With four, five, or six of those guys being guys that are going to either be drafted or have a chance to play in the NFL. I mean, you know, Cole Hudson's a freshman starter at a University of Texas. I mean, unless he loses his career to injury, that guy's going to be in an NFL camp unless he doesn't want to be. Will Allen chose not to be coming out, you know? But I think Cole Hudson would want to be. Um, you know, Christian Jones is a draft pick. Kelvin Banks is a likely first round draft pick. I mean, so then you get into the Cam Williams, the Nettos, the upside of all those guys. I mean, we'd have to dig deep to see the last time Texas two deep offensive linemen had four or five guys. So you said they're either going to be drafted or they're going to be in a training camp.
0: Yeah, and that's where I'm at on it right now, Jerry. I, I really believe that. Um, if if we don't look at it that way, I feel like uh, perhaps we're 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 missing out because Kojo, Chapman, Stroke, Kirkland—you don't really. Know what you have yet, even though we've heard good early responses on a couple of those guys. Um, But as we look at it, it, as much as anything, I mean, I could see Cam Williams playing right tackle or
1: left tackle. Well, well, That's a good point. We need to talk about that, Bobby, because I was told he's going to cross-train at both. And it's not that he's competing with Kelvin Banks at left tackle, but it makes him a better player. And they want him to learn both. Um, so I, I think that's a, I actually think that's a really good sign for how talented he is. What, where, where do you think Neto is going to play this spring? I would have said like compete at, I would have said compete at one of the tackle spots, but now, um, boy, it's hard to say he's not, you know, with Cole Hudson out, if DJ Campbell's out, do they sleeve Hayden Connor at left guard? If so, Neto is going to be the right guard. That's so where thing. where
0: would you would you have put would you have have had Hayden connor at some point move out to tackle right
1: tackle or would you I'm have left the time him? there with christian jones if you're gonna let will it, uh cam williams rep some as a second team left tackle too you know i think that's i think Kyle flood's working from a fun position this spring he gets to try a lot of things with these guys figure out who how to get the best eight on the field and the best five starters uh but i think Hayden connor he's gonna have a – Tougher time because the guards are really talented. If you say Neto's a guard, boy, Neto's a really talented guard because he's a guy that could be a swing player. Um, he's got the feet to play tackle. He's got the arm length to play tackle. But if you start saying this guy's going to play guard, that's serious competition because he's nasty.
0: Yeah, I start. I'm starting to thinking. I remember this time last year, Jerry. Um, you know, Kyle Flood uh, at the start of spring pr- training uh, had didn't have very many off didn't have very many offensive linemen at all right yeah um but it, it start of fall camp he put out a different lineup almost every day on second team you know i think that he's gonna do that the same the first four to five days four five, five to six practices of spring practice
1: would you agree with that yeah absolutely this is the spring to really tinker um cross train a lot of guys get a got a lot of guys prepped um Because, look, here's the reality. This is not being negative or glass half empty. The coaching staff knows, you and I know, the odds of all five starters playing all 13 games again next year, just that doesn't happen two years in a row. Uh, So I think Kyle Flood's in a great position because what they have last year, seven scholarship offensive linemen in the spring, maybe eight. Even with the injuries, he's got 12 right now. If you say Cole Hudson's out, Connor Roberts is out. Even if DJ Campbell's out, he's got two full lines of scholarship offensive linemen, which Texas had not had in a while. Uh, so it's a great time to just uh, mix and match and 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 see who's best where.
0: Yeah, I, I'm interested because I'm looking at the starting lineup, and you talk about experience. It's not just the one year experience. Uh, Jake Majors, I mean, he'll essentially be three full years of starting if you if you include a yep. senior year coming up. Christian Jones, three full years of starting. And then you have a returning starter in Banks, Connor, and Hudson, and you know, frankly, Jerry, you sound like Hayden Connor may get, you know, if he unless he takes it up a notch, he's, he may be due for a, a somebody else taking his job at this point. Is that kind of that's kind of what it sounds like? But we've seen it in the
1: past. Starters are hard to unseat. Well, and think about this, you know. Everybody called Texas fans kept waiting because Cole Hudson wasn't the highest rated of those guys. Well, when's DJ Campbell going to beat him out? It never happened. So, to your point, Hayden Connor's got experience. He's got intelligence. He's got frame. Um, saying that somebody's going to compete with him and Neto is a very talented guy. DJ Campbell, if he's out there, is a very talented guy. That doesn't mean they're just going to beat him out. And it's going to be easy. I mean, these guys, like you said, these guys have all started. And Hayden Connors, this will be his third year in the program, right? So, I mean, he's got two years of off-seasons, spring trainings. He's seen it all. Um, but I actually think that makes it him a – I actually think that helps him if he cross-trains at different it, it, it feels like he's
0: also helped himself by maximizing what he's got. I think so. Right. I mean, that's that's what one thing that you can really tell at offensive line. Connor Stroh can be 6'7", 350. But if he weren't working hard right now, they they wouldn't be thinking about him very much. Yeah. Instead, yeah. They, they think he might have a real future for the long
1: Here's a question for you, Bobby, with offensive line. Last year, if the offensive linemen didn't hold their blocks quite long enough, or if they didn't create that push in the run game, it didn't matter as much because you had the best running back in America who could make anybody miss in short space. This year, you're going to be with more downhill backs with less experience. So how important are these guys as run blockers this year versus last year? Because the, the situation's definitely changed because of the loss of Bijan John Robinson.
0: I think that Jerry, that's a good question. First of all, I think pass blocking takes an on, on a uh, renewed emphasis yep. and priority. Um, and that's why uh I could see Christian Jones moving inside. Yeah. Uh, even more so than the run blocking kind of conversation we had, right? Um and and that's if you're gonna go three wide and not really have two in to block, I mean. I, I, I'm i not so worried about run blocking to your point as I am the pass blocking situation. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and so I don't know, uh, even though they may not open up as big a holes with some, with some combination, I I'm more concerned about them being able to pass protect uh, because I'll, I will also say this, you don't want Quinn Ewers going down and not have a Hudson card ready to go. Right. Um, because that is a true freshman You're looking at, or a redshirt freshman in Malik Murphy, who, you know, hasn't played at all.
1: And to your so, point, you have inexperienced running backs and pass pro. So you need your offensive lineman to take a step in pass pro.
0: Bad, yeah. Bad combination, right? Yeah. Not to not have all those. All right.
1: All right. I, I
0: still feel very, very, I know, I know we just picked, we kind of picked holes and picked nits, right? With the, with the um, uh, offensive line. But in general, I, I, it's hard to do that when you're sitting here looking at a returning starting five, and then really a group: Neto, Malik, Ogbo, DJ Campbell, Cam Williams, who I I think all four of those guys as second teamers have NFL potential.
1: No, no doubt. Uh, that's the strength now. I mean, position in two years has gone from the, probably the arguably the weakness of the program to not arguably.
0: No, oh, no, no, not arguably. Not
1: arguably. No, uh-uh, it was bad. And oh, seven of them, Jerry. It was bad. Seven, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to, to one of the strengths of the team, I mean, so that that is the work of Kyle flood and Steve Sarkisian, a tip of the hat to those guys because they fixed it quick. Yep. They did.
0: All right, Jerry, that's, that's going to do it for today. We've got uh, some other stuff coming up on tomorrow. Uh, Justin Wells and myself, I think are going to try to take on the defensive line. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to adequately address all of the issues there, but. Uh, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, Jerry and I have a live stream each and every Tuesday night. Uh, we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this episode of On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook 'em.